hey there, I took a week off last week to take care of some personal stuff, but I'm back and I've got a great topic for you today. If you keep trying to will your way into a new habit or a lifestyle or a pattern of thinking, but your willpower just doesn't stick for long enough and you just can't quite get there, this one's for you. There are no limits to what you are capable of. Your brain, your body, it all works together all the time, every day. It's all one ecosystem. Everything you do, everything you think, the food you eat, the habits you create, the relationships that you have, they're all connected. And I wanna help you optimize all of it. I'm Chelsea Goulart. I'm a health coach, a personal trainer, and a public speaker, and you're listening to Unlimited. Willpower is something that I talk about a lot in my podcast, whether or not I actually use the word willpower. I do talk about this subject a whole lot. And willpower, I would define it as maybe when you are in control over your own thoughts instead of giving in to impulses and appetites. So some easy examples of when we may want to use willpower are exercise, changing your eating habits, decreasing your spending, recovering from addiction of pretty much any kind, being more intentional about maybe how you show up in a conversation or an argument or in a relationship, or how you spend your free time, like wasting less time on your phone, for example, or maybe something as simple and seemingly small as skin picking. That's pretty common too. Or getting out of the house and socializing when you don't like to socialize. That takes willpower. Or even drinking more water. So some people say that willpower does not work. I've heard that before. I've heard that before in the field of self-development. And I actually personally disagree strongly. I am, I'd like to think that I am actually very good at willpower, me personally. And it's something that I've, I've become better at over the years. It's not something I naturally was good at, but I've worked really hard at it. And I am to a point to where I feel like I'm, I'm pretty good at willpower now. And willpower is what I'm referring to when I say I make decisions, not goals. Now, I have said that before in my podcast, and I talk about decisions versus goals a whole lot. And yeah, when I'm saying I make decisions, I, I decide to do this, I decide to go to the gym every day instead of I make it a goal to go to the gym every day, I am referring to willpower. And in fact, it's important to exercise your willpower because it is a skill that you can build. Anybody is capable of improving their willpower. However, even though I disagree with the statement that willpower does not work, I do agree with the statement that willpower is not always enough. Sometimes it is, but sometimes it's not. Not in the real world. There is one powerful thing that you can do to supplement when you're trying to make a change. And this change is requiring a lot of willpower, but you're struggling to keep up that willpower 24-7. There is a supplement to willpower that will make up the difference. And that supplement is what I'm going to talk to you about today. And that supplement is your environment. You never have total control over your environment. You do have control over your willpower. 
But in the real world, we do not all harness complete control over our willpower. That's just being human. That's the battle every day that we have between our monkey brain and our forebrain. That's what makes willpower so hard. And this is why willpower does come first, because this is what we do have control over. And we, again, do not have complete control over our environment. However, Environment comes second as a great supplement to willpower because we have more control over our environment than we think. So yeah, we don't have total control, but we have more than we think. And I'm going to talk to you all about that. And you do have a pretty big say as to what environmental factors you let into your life. I want to break that down and go into detail when it comes to that. And when I talk about environment, I mean two different things. I mean the outside elements that you surround yourself with, and I mean the environment that you create in your own mind. Yeah, there's an environment in your mind. Did you know that? Did you ever think about it that way? Maybe you kind of knew it deep down, but you never actually thought about it that way. So number one, I'll first talk about those outside elements. That's the most obvious that we think of when we think about our environment, right? So let's say you're training for your first marathon. That's a really easy analogy to make here. So first of all, what's something in your environment that comes to your mind first? So for me, I think about people. There's people in my environment. Maybe if I wanted to fix my environment in a way that would help me with the goal of training for my first marathon, maybe I'll find people to run with, people to support me, people who hold me accountable. So that would be choosing the people in my environment. Then maybe for my location, I would pick a location with an environment that would also hold me accountable. For example, maybe I would try to run on a trail where there are other runners often. So there's other people around me, there's kind of an energy around me and other people are running. So because I'm in that environment, that's going to be motivating for me and it's going to give me kind of that push that I need while I'm already out running, watching other people dying and hating their life with me, right? <laughs> or maybe going to a gym where there are other people working out. A lot of people will tell me that they don't like to work out in their home gym because it doesn't have that energy of other people working out around them. So you could go to a gym and train for your marathon there as well on the treadmill. So that's just location. If you're trying to train for your first marathon, what's another one? Maybe the culture. That's part of your environment. The culture in your group of friends. What if the culture is that it's dumb to run marathons and nobody is physically active in your group of friends? That is the culture. Now, I'm not saying that you have to dump these friends and look down on them and think of them all as whatever, like less than you. Not at all. Regardless of what you think about them, though, that culture may not be helping you to run a marathon or to train for a marathon. So maybe trying to find another group of people that you can add to your environment and this group maybe that has a culture that creates a motivating environment for you. Another big part of our environment is what's in your home. So if you're training for a marathon, if you have junk food, 
things that you struggle to keep your willpower around, maybe video games and time wasters that are going to take you away from training for a marathon if that's what you want to do. Put these things away for a while. Stop buying junk food. Curate the environment in your home because that is one of the most powerful environments. So another part of your environment is the tools around you. Like, for example, I mentioned a treadmill, a treadmill in your home if you don't have a hard time working out at home. A treadmill as a tool in your environment can help you if your willpower to go train for the marathon is low to run outside or to go to the gym. You've got this, you've got this tool right in your home, right? And food can also be a tool. So another example that we could go with instead of running a marathon that kind of goes in a different direction, maybe, maybe improving your marriage or your relationship. So how could we break this down for your marriage and your environment? What about people? You could surround yourself with people who support your marriage and love your spouse. You could choose a location and spend time with your spouse in locations that help your marriage, like places that are special to you and have good memories and create good feelings. Don't go to any places that will hurt your marriage or your loyalty to your spouse as well, even when you are alone. So maybe culture, I don't know, if you have a lot of friends who bad talk their spouses, that's the culture of your social circle. And that's likely to affect the way you think about your own spouse over time if your thoughts go unchecked when your willpower is low. Another thing about your environment goes back to what's in your home. Get rid of things that steal from your marriage in your home. Put away your phone when you are with your spouse. Create an environment in your home that will strengthen your relationship. So the main role of your external environment in general is for additional accountability, right? You don't need another individual person to hold you accountable, although that is valuable and can be a big help. You just need to curate your environment so that it's so much harder for you not to make the choices that you are wanting to make. So, for example, you can't eat junk food if there is no junk food in your home, right? If it's not there, how are you going to eat it? You can't. It just doesn't happen. You're more likely to go to the gym if you're part of a group of people who go together and have created a culture of physical activity and health. You're less likely to spend three hours a day on social media if you don't have the apps on your phone to mindlessly open up and start scrolling, right? We've all been there. I've done it too. These things help as a safety net when willpower is just not enough. So curating your environment is about making a safety net when your willpower is low. It's planning for those moments. So now I want to talk to you about the environment inside your mind. This one might seem a little bit more abstract, but it's actually quite simple. So while there's an environment around you, there is also an environment inside you. This is different from willpower, and I'll explain how. Willpower, again, is the ability to manage your thoughts and steer away from impulses. That is willpower. Your mental environment is your actual habits and your mindset going on in your mind. If I want to improve my marriage, I need to create the physical environment around me that makes it more difficult to fail at that objective, that makes it so hard to not work on my marriage that I almost have to try 
not to work on my marriage, but I also need to create the mental environment where those thoughts and feelings that serve my marriage can exist too. So willpower is willing myself to not look at my phone when I'm with my spouse. Curating my mental environment is not wanting to look at my phone when I'm with my spouse because I want to be fully with them instead. And yes, I can choose to want it. My thoughts and desires are not rogue and wild. They're intentional, whether or not I realize that. So I can choose thoughts and desires that create an environment that will help my marriage. So willpower is getting my butt out of bed and going on a run in the morning when I'm exhausted just because I said I would do it. That is willpower and that is powerful and that can work. That goes back to when I say I just make a decision to do it and I do it and I don't look back. Mental environment, though, is getting my butt out of bed when I'm exhausted because I want to do it. I created the environment in my head where I want to do it. Sorry, we live next to a busy street, so you probably hear (laughs) motors of vehicles going by. So this is because I hold the belief that I am capable of doing it, and I believe that this is something that will enhance my life. The belief creates my mental environment. Willpower is not eating sugar because I said I wouldn't eat sugar, and that's the decision I made. And again, I talk about decisions a lot. That's powerful, but in the real world, sometimes that just doesn't quite cut it. When your environment is against you, and you're surrounded by sugar, and you're hungry, and everyone else is eating sugar, and your mental environment says you want sugar. So I'd hope that you just made the decision to not eat sugar anymore, but I also hope that you curated your environment in preparation for those human moments when that decision doesn't feel as solid. Mental environment is when I create the thoughts around sugar that will help me, like the belief that sugar tastes good, sure, but it doesn't help my brain and body and hormones, and therefore, I don't actually want it. I don't. So there's my mental environment, and that's going to help me much more to make the decision that serves me. In a way, you are your mental environment. You cultivate the thoughts and the beliefs that make your objectives and your desires possible. Like if your environment is a desert, it's natural for cacti to grow in the desert, right? When we think about deserts, we think about cacti. They don't have to try hard. It's just, it's just where they live. It's where they grow. But a fern is going to have to try really hard to grow in the desert because it naturally likes to grow in the rainforest. Is it possible? Sure. I guess you could argue that it's possible for a fern to grow in the desert. But not only is it not as easy, but that fern probably won't flourish near as much in a desert as it would in a place where it would more naturally grow. Now, if you're in a rainforest... That fern will blossom really easily and it will grow big and healthy and ambitious and last for years because the environment around it cultivates the fern. The fern doesn't need as much willpower to grow if it's in the right environment. You, unlike the fern, you get to choose what environment you want to grow in. You get to choose who you spend your time with. What is in your home? The thoughts that create your mental environment, the conversations you take part in, and the energy that you encircle yourself with. You get to choose it. The environment that you want to have 
to help you get where you want to be is out there. Even if it doesn't feel like it's out there, I promise it is. It, it, it does. It exists. Bits and pieces of it are everywhere, but it's up to you to find it. It's up to you to organize it and surround yourself with that environment so that it's actually hard for you not to make the decisions that will take you in the direction you want to go. So willpower is great. Willpower is important. I believe in willpower. I love willpower, but willpower's best pair is environment. Put the two together and you're going to be unstoppable. Whether your direction has to do with business, health, family, religion, addiction recovery, changing a daily habit, or just wanting to up-level your whole life in general, willpower plus curating your environment is the way to do it. You need to be intentional, organized, plan. Be intentional about the environment you live in every single day instead of doing what most people do, which is just letting the world pick your environment for you or letting your environment be a result of appetites and impulses because you are creating your environment all the time, whether or not you know it. (sighs) Yup. That's the truth. Look in your fridge. For example, this is one example. Is the environment you've created in your fridge a result of impulses or do you have it curated for your objectives and your goals and what you feel like are your decisions? Think about the people you spend the most time with. Are these people that you've chosen to spend time with actually helping you get to where you want to go? Do they inspire you? Do they uplift you? Do they believe in you? Do they make you better? Your environment is yours. You own it. It is your responsibility to make it an environment that serves you. This is where we get the Christian saying, stand in holy places. Because your environment, which consists both of your external surroundings and the environment inside your mind, has a big influence over your decisions and shows your priorities. The level of influence that it has is up to you. And that's where willpower comes in. Willpower takes over and decides the level of influence that your environment has. But a smart person will know, and I know you're smart, that sometimes willpower fails. And that's where the safety net of environment will be your best friend. All right, so today's was a little bit shorter, but I hope that this nugget of information helps you. And I really hope that it helps you to go forward today and pay more attention to your environment that you've created, the environment that you don't necessarily have control over, like maybe what other people are doing, but you notice what you do have control over and what you can let in. And I hope that you notice where your choices lie in your environment, and I hope you're inspired to curate your environment, to be one that helps you. All right. I love you guys so, so much. And I will talk to you next time.